0: Good to see everybody here. Glad you made it in on this rainy Easter day, but Resurrection Sunday, but it's so good to see everybody. Glad you're here, and uh, we are uh, going to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is alive. Amen? He is alive, and He is well. We have had a busy few days, and I just appreciate... Everybody, we had a wonderful Good Friday service here, community service here, had an event down at the ballpark, had a funeral. We've had weddings, we've had so many things going on lately, and I thank everybody here who has cleaned up, cooked, uh, uh, run around, uh, all the things that have been done, I cannot tell you. Uh, I, I used to, uh, try to handle those things myself and I can't do it anymore. I'm too old <laughs> and, and, uh, it, it just, uh, it won't work. And so, uh, it's forced me to need people and I need you desperately and you have stepped up and you have done amazingly. Uh, you took jobs that we, Marcia and I couldn't do and, uh, you did them this weekend and over the past week. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And this church is amazing. And what you've done, and we have accomplished a lot of great things in the last few days. Outreach th- uh, events that have gone on, and uh, lives changed. And thank you so much for that. I want to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want to go to the Word of God today, and I want to talk to you about witnesses to the resurrection, witnesses to the, re- or, or better yet, resurrection witnesses that I want to talk to you about today. And so let's pray, and let's ask God to uh, bless the, the Word of God today, or my my, my feeble attempt at preaching the. Word of God. Father, we love you and we praise uh, you today, God, and we thank you, God, for this wonderful group of people that are gathered and assembled here today, God. We are grateful to be, God, at this church, worshiping you right now at this time and joining believers all over this country and the world, God, that are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he is alive. Our God uh, uh, is the true God and he lives and he reigns forevermore. And Father, if there's someone who has not made Jesus the Lord of their lives, God, I pray that they would make Christ the Lord of their lives today. We are living in the last days, no doubt. And Lord, I just pray that uh, that you would just speak to hearts and change lives today through the Word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. If you can be here next week. Uh, I usually don 't know, and unless God really does something, something really happens in the world or something strange goes on that uh, I usually don 't often know what i 'm going to be preaching ahead of time, but next week i 'm going to talk about recognizing the signs of this new world and knowing our focus this church 's focus, recognizing the signs of this world. so if you want to be involved as a as a person. Not sitting on the sideline, and you want to know where to go from here and what to do. This world is changing. It's not going back to the way things were. It's a different world, and it's not going to go back to normal like all of you wished and hoped. And so I'm gonna next week, we're going to talk about this. We're going to discuss where we are in this. We're going to recognize the signs of this new world and this new world order that is being put in place. And what is our role right now as the Church of Jesus Christ? We built foundation. I, I thank God. It's been a little slow getting up to speed at this year, but I I, I feel like I know I know where in Burrow's words last week that he preached. Uh, I know that I know I know that I know where we're where we're where we're headed, and uh, I know what God wants for us, and and, and I believe it's for for ever for the body of Christ in general. And so uh, we're going to talk about being forerunners next week, and so be here and be a part of that. But that's next week. Let's talk about today. Witnesses to the resurrection. Witnesses to the resurrection. If you got your Bibles, turn to Acts 10. We're going to start reading in verse 38. And I want you to read along with me, and you can look on the screen or in your Bible there. And it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses. Say, We are witnesses. Of all things which He did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree, Him God raised up on the third day and showed Him openly. Look at the next. Not to all the people. Not to all the people. Okay? He's died, He's buried, He's rose from the grave. And God the Father wants to show this resurrection forth. But I want you to hang on those words. He's showing Him not to everybody, He's showing him to some specific people in a moment. 500 or so, about 512 or 14 to be exact. And and not all the people, but unto witnesses. Witnesses. Resurrection witnesses. That's what I hope you are today. Chosen before God. Even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believes in him shall receive the remission of sins. Now the Christian religion hinges on the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead. If Christ is not raised, look at the next verse. Look at that. It says, and if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is also in vain. And it goes on to say, Harlan, and you're still in your sins. If Christ is not raised from the dead, then we might as well pack it up, go home. This is all a farce today. We uh, we might as well be be done with it because if we've got another just another so-called God who who came on the earth and was a good teacher or a good uh, preacher or a good uh, so-called prophet and, and yet we're still sinners and we're still dead in our trespasses and sin and He left and He did nothing for us, then we're in trouble. But if we've got a God who went and took our sin far into the grave and cast them as far as the east is from the west and buried our sins never to be remembered no more and was risen by God to prove that God accepted payment for our sins, then we got something good right now. Amen? And so Paul says, if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain. I believe you believe he's risen because you're here today. We're here, uh, we're here celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. And if you're not believing that today and you're quite doubtful, you're still here. There's a tinge that I might can, con- that not me, but the Holy Spirit might can convince you today that he is alive and he is risen forevermore. Amen. And so the whole Christian faith rises on the fact that Jesus raised from the dead. Here's why I know, hey look, look, all other religions, I was just sitting there pondering these things this morning and I was thinking, I just said, thank you God. Thank you, God. I just I just know that what you what you've done for us is real because mankind, I can't ignore the fact. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've got a sin problem. I know that I and everybody in this room and everybody on the face of this earth has sinned. You've sinned once in your life. You have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I know no other religion. None other religion, folks. I mean, the problem with Judaism, keep all the law and you can be saved, and you'll be fine. You'll please God. I know all, all which is our religion we you know we're out of Judaism out of the root but a messiah is coming and he's going to fulfill that law and he's going to and he's going to take care of the old covenant and he's going to perfectly perform that for the human race and he's going to pay the price and he's going to be the messiah the ruler of the universe and he's going to forgive us of our sins and our trespasses but all other religions in the world they offer me nothing except for a way to try to climb my way up to god this is the only one where god said you can't do it so i'm coming down and doing Doing it for you. Amen? Amen. I'll take that any day. If Jesus is not raised from the dead, then then there is no faith, there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no salvation. Everything, all of our hope, hinges on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he was raised from the dead. And and here's the deal the Bible says here that he was shown only to certain chosen witnesses, only a select few. Why, why did God the Father not show Him to the masses? Why in the world? Why, why, you know, agnostics have a problem with this. They say, well, He showed Himself to those who already believed. Why, why did he show himself to only those who believed already? Why Why did he come to 500 believers? Why did he come to the 12 apostles? Why did he show himself to Peter? Why did he show himself to James? Why not come to the masses? Why didn't he parade himself into the temple? Why, why didn't he come? Wouldn't you have loved to see Jesus come and just go right after the resurrection just to march right on up to the temple mount and to just go right into the, right into the temple courts and just to, to go right there while Caiaphas is Having his little shindig and all the high priestly duties going on, and for Jesus Christ to march right through there and say, See, 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 look, do you, do you see I'm alive? And the disciples coming behind him saying, He's alive, He's alive, He's alive forevermore. Come on. Wouldn't that have been, I mean, doesn't sometimes you just kind of want that to be, is that somehow, sometimes the way you would have liked for things to gone and the Bible to be written? For, for him to just to come and to appear? Or maybe instead of going just to the apostles and coming through that upper room and showing himself Thomas, touch me. See, it's me. Flesh and blood. Real. I'm the real deal. Wouldn't it have been kind of neat to just go into Pilate's room where he's in there probably still washing his hands, trying to get it off of him and his mind's going crazy? And if you go to Josephus, you find out the man had some mental problems after he did what he did to Jesus. He had some real hard times forgiving himself for what what had taken place. His wife warned him. Other people warned him. He knew down in the gnawing conscience of his soul that this wasn't right. This is an innocent man. But what if Jesus, I mean, wouldn't it have been great if Jesus, why not witness himself to Pilate? Why not just walk through the wall like he did to those disciples in the upper room and say, Pilate, you wanted to know truth? You asked to see truth? Here's truth. I'm alive. I'm resurrected, brother. I, 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 told you, and I, and I. Why just a chosen few? Why 500 people that the resurrected Lord is shown to by the Father as witnesses for His resurrection? Here's what the Bible says in First Corinthians. Why not go, like I said, to the? What about the gambling people that took His robes? Or the people that put the the, the 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 thorns on his side, Isabel. Why not? What, what if shows up to them and they're over there still gambling? And and he says, "See the places you put on me? They're still here because I'm I, I'm a man resurrected, but I'm God as well." And and, and they and they would see that he's still he still got. He's still got flesh and he's still got those scars in his side and he's still got the things in there. Why not show up to them? But 1 Corinthians 15.3 tells us who he showed up to. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried. In fact, if you want to know what the most important thing you can share in Christianity, this is it. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. If you want to preach something, this is the kind of stuff you ought to preach. This is what Paul says. "I, I delivered unto you the first of all, that which I received. The most important thing. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that he rose again from the third day. Now you're a preacher. If you go out and tell other people that, you got the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world and you can see people saved. And that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen. Here it is. The witnesses. He was seen of Cephas then of the twelve. Listen what it goes on to say after that he was seen of about 500 brethren they were chosen they were chosen at once of whom the greater part remain unto this present but some of them are fallen asleep in other words they've died after that he was seen of James then of all the apostles And last of all, he was seen of me also. That's Paul. Paul ain't there. Paul is not there when Jesus is there. This is later, and that's going to become an important point in a minute. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. Witnesses chosen before God. 512 to 514 people saw Jesus after the resurrection. Why were the rest left ignorant of this fact? Well, number one, the reason they were left ignorant is because they wouldn't believe him even if he were resurrected. Oh, you remember the story in Luke 16, how there was a rich man that had five ungodly brothers? And how the rich man is looking over there to Abraham in Abraham's bosom. And he's saying, hey, hey, could you dip your finger your, 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 for all you who don't believe in hell and believe it and have a problem with that your Bible speaks clearly of it Hey, would you just dip your finger in some water, let Lazarus dip his finger in some water and bring it over here and just get rid of this gnawing thirst that's going on inside of me and by the way I got five brothers that are ungodly, please don't let them come to this place of torment please warn them, please get the word and you know what he said, they have Moses. They had the prophets, and they didn't believe Moses, and they didn't believe the prophets. And even if the Son of God Himself or somebody were to be raised from the dead, they would not believe Him either. And here you are today, and some of you don't believe in the Son of the living God who is raised from the dead either. And, and 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 if Christ were raised from the dead they would make excuses when they rolled the stone away you know what they did they they made excuses they created stories they concocted a story to say here here's what you tell them we don't know where he is he said he was going to rise again we can't find the body we don't know how he got out of that place there's no humanly way possible but i get here's what you go tell them you go tell them that his disciples came here last night and they stole the body away that's how far we will go in our unbelief against God. That's how far. And so it wouldn't have mattered if he did. That's why he didn't come to these people. That's why he didn't come to the masses. That's why he didn't go to them. Because they wouldn't have believed even if he had did it. Listen, here everybody knew Lazarus was, was raised from the dead. A few month, uh, a few days ago before this event, Lazarus was raised from the dead. They all saw it. They all witnessed it. it was spreading like wildfire. They believed it. They told everybody about Lazarus. And guess what? The, high, the people of that day were doing who were the uh, chief priests they consulted that they might put Lazarus to death because they were getting so mad that popularity was spreading so about Jesus they wanted to kill him again you want to know what they would have done if the witness had come back and again God had brought it to the masses they would have taken Jesus and crucified him a second time they would have taken God and ripped him apart again on a pole that's how vile, if you don't know how vile you are uh, apart from God, that's how wicked you are, my friend. I know that gnaws at Christianity today. I know that gnaws at modern day Christianity when I tell you that at the core of your being apart from God, that you are depraved, you are vile, and you are wicked, because we spend a whole generation trying to tell ourselves, we're so good, we are so great, we are so perfect, we are so beautiful, I'm not that bad. Oh, little Johnny, little Susie, I know you lied, I know you lied. You made a mistake, but you're really not that bad, sweetie. Don't let those people at school tell you you're a bad person. Don't let this person tell you that you're a bad person. No, at the core of our being, folks, we are sinful, godless people who chose darkness and crucified the Lord of glory. And until you recognize that, you can't be saved. You're full of pride. And and, and and there's one holy, there is one who has never done wrong, there is one right, and it's God. It's God. It's God. It was Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who came down in the flesh and and lived a perfect, sinless life. He is the one who was uh, pleasing to the Father and pleasing to God. And the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus to death. Why were the rest left ignorant, number two? Secondly, because they denied all of His miracles. Why is God going to come to the masses of people who already said, Hey, Margaret, he's full of devils. He does magic. He does miracles. Those blinded eyes don't believe him. Don't believe him, Russell. He's full of Beelzebub. So why are they going to come and bring this news to them? They're just going to say he's full of the devil. He did this by some kind of trickery. He did this by black magic. He did this by the power of the devil or Satan. And so why in the world? The second reason that that, that he didn't come to this group of people is because they, 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 they would deny the miracle that was taking place. And then look at the third reason why these people were left ignorant, the masses. They had been unmoved by all the startling events surrounding the resurrection. They they weren't moved by the thing of that day. Think about it with me. Look at uh, uh, think about the Sanhedrin and Caiaphas and Pharisees and all of them now meeting together. It's Passover. And they're getting their Passover meal ready, and they're they're beginning to get all the stuff ready. And Jesus has just been hung on the cross. They're not even going to bother to go because they're so proud of themselves that they're that they're about to crucify this blasphemer. They're about to crucify this one who says he's the king of the Jews. And all of a sudden now they're just sitting there and they're 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 high fiving themselves and they're they're beginning to brag and they're beginning to think, hey, we finally have done it. We're about to get rid of this fraud. we're about to get rid of this guy. We're about to end this for all. And they're congratulating one another when all of a sudden the earth begins to shake and all of a sudden the rocks begin to split open and all of a sudden it grows dark outside at this very hour that they're sitting there in broad day- daylight and they have to light candles to be able to see because that's exactly what the Bible says. The darkness came on the land, the earth began to shake, the rocks began to split. I can Can you imagine people running to them and saying, "Hey, what's go Going on a messenger comes and says, Hey, there, there, the rocks are rolling down the hills, the rocks are splitting. Hey, l- another messenger comes a few minutes later and says, We got big trouble, we got a big problem. We're down at the holy of holies. There are people now that are staring into the most holy place because the curtain is rent and we are trying to patch it back up, we are trying to piece it back together, but we are sitting here staring into the very holy place of God. And none of that moved these people. You want to know why they weren't witnesses to the resurrection? Because it wouldn't have moved them anyway. They weren't moved by the things going on, the miracles going on, the startling events that are taking place outside. They weren't moved by the fact that the man in charge while they're sitting there and they're hanging, he's hanging there suspended on a pole between heaven and earth dying for the sins of mankind. And the man that is put in charge to kill him uh, out there says, surely this man when he dies is the son of God and they are unmoved nothing is moving these people nothing is changing them and these people sit unmoved and i'm believing like some of us in this room and some of the people outside of these walls today my goodness When God has done everything in His power to move heaven and earth to to, to come and die for the sins of humankind, He's put it in a book. He has spread it throughout the world for for years and years and years and yet you still refuse to believe and you harden your heart in unbelief. My goodness! And they still wouldn't believe. And this is why 500 hand-chosen people beforehand were chosen to be witnesses of the resurrection, Harlan. This is why God chose certain people. This is why He chose a certain amount of people because they were chosen to be partners in the resurrection with Him. Do you hear me? Partners in the resurrection with Jesus Christ. Look at Romans 6 and 4. They were experiencing the same resurrection that he just experienced. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should we walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in his likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Resurrection. They're experiencing the same resurrection. That's why He's coming to them. That's why He's partnering with them. That's why He's telling them. Look at what Romans 8, 11. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also resurrect your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwells in you. Man, y'all aren't getting it. I can feel it dropping dead. My God, Spirit of the living God open their eyes. When the church, listen to me, when Christ was raised, the church was raised. No, when Christ was raised, the church was raised. We were raised up with him. We are witnesses now to this resurrection. And the moment he was raised from the dead, the whole church of Jesus Christ was raised up with him. Paul claimed to be a witness to the resurrection of Christ. How in the world can Paul be a witness of the resurrection of Christ when Jesus Christ is in heaven? Because Paul was raised up with him when he was raised up. It's after he ascended. Paul said, I shared in that resurrection. And Brad sits here and says, I shared in that resurrection. I have resurrection life. Now I have resurrection power. Living on the inside, Jesus. Come on, we sing it, but we don't believe it. I do. I do. You have given me freedom. Come on, those are not just songs. These songs chosen, we look at them, they are things. Don't we sing the gospel today? It should have excited you. Something of resurrection life and power was screaming inside of me. Worshiping the risen God because of what he has done for me. I have resurrection life in me. Look at what Paul said. Christ himself is revealed in me. He didn't say Christ to me. He said Christ is revealed in me. If you're a believer, Christ ought to be seen in you. If you have no change, if there's nothing old, if the old has not been changed in your life, I could care less that somebody told you you're saved. I could care less that your name's on a roll book. I could care less that you went down into baptism waters. If the life of Jesus Christ is not revealed in you, you don't have the goods. Paul said, I travail, and I'm doing that now for you. I travail until Christ be revealed in you, to be, be, be birthed in you, till you, I no longer see Joe Wiggins, but I see Christ. The old Joe Wiggins is dead. I don't see that man anymore. He died. Brad Lindsay died in 1994. He was buried with Christ and risen to something new. And I know it because the next day when I hit the floor, I was a new creation in Christ. The old things had passed away and behold, everything had become new. Amen? Yes. Philippa, Ephesians 2.5 tells us like this. Even when we were dead in our sins, hath He resurrected us together with Christ. By grace are you saved and have been raised up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, what is the proof of the resurrection then? What is the proof? Is it it just that we can go to the Bible and read about 500 people who say they saw him? No, that's what a lot of us have in this room. That's just a historical story. It can't be a historical belief. So you say he died, he buried, he rose from the dead. Well, good, even the devils believe that. It has to be more, you can go stand in the garden tomb like I did and say, he's not here. I believe he was here and he's gone. Well, so does history prove that and tell that. It's got to be more than just a historical story. Because here's what we would have. If he would have appeared to everybody at that time, let me tell you what we would have had. We would have had somebody who would have told his family, guess what? Jesus appeared to us. I saw the scars. I saw, I saw, and I would tell my son. Then my son would pass it down. And then, you know, it would get over there to Daniel. And then it would get over here to here. And guess what? About another generation, it would be a story. And then about another generation, it would be a story. And it would... And then about six or seven generations, it would become laughable like it is now. Ha! A man raised from the dead. Are you kidding me? It wouldn't be fresh. Just a dead story told by multitudes. What is the proof of the resurrection? That is still happening today. Listen to me. Most of you are sitting by somebody. Look next to you on the left and the right that has been raised from the dead. Most of you are sitting by somebody in this room that has been raised from the dead you don't have to smell them anymore because they don't stink like death anymore they've been changed they don't smell like pornography anymore they don't smell like alcohol anymore they don't smell like dead works of religion anymore no they've been changed they've been transformed they've been buried with Christ and they've been raised to newness of life you say come to me and say prove to me that Christ is alive I'll say you're looking at it this is the proof of the resurrection and I'm going to live forever. This is the proof, folks. You're the proof if you're born again. This is the who He reveals Himself. We are witnesses to the resurrection. He doesn't need somebody with a historical story that was told by the masses. He needs somebody whose life has been affected and transformed and changed and made new today. Hallelujah. I'm resurrected into life. I'm an eternal being. Jesus is revealed to every new society by the new witnesses. You know how he's revealed? Because I got saved in 1994. She got saved in 1994. We led our sons to be saved Uh, years later when they were born. Guess what? I got a grandbaby that's coming. And I, I pray she has resurrection life and power that comes to her quickly. And she'll pass it down to her children. And they'll pass it down. Down to their children. And it's a living, breathing relationship with Jesus Christ that continues to go through the ages. It's still happening today. 2,000 years later. So here, that's about us. Now I want to talk to the dead people here. The dead people. If you're bound by sin in this room and it has dominion over you, then the Bible declares you are dead and you don't really live that's that's the words of our Bible but here's what the Bible tells us and what it told me in 1994 in Colossians 2 it says that the dead must be resurrected by the Holy Spirit you can't resurrect yourself with good works with good deeds by picking yourself up by your bootstraps and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him having forgiven you of all of your trespasses it says that the Holy Spirit can come and raise you from the dead and that's the testimony if I've brought people up one after another in this room. They were dead in their trespasses and sin. They couldn't stop sinning. They couldn't get out of sinning. Their life was spiraled down out of control but then they met the master. Then they met the master. Then they touched Jesus and they were never the same again. And he changed and transformed their lives and did in them in two seconds what they could never do. They were drug addicts. They were former prostitutes. They were former uh, this and that. Liars and stealers and everything else. And now they have a new walk and they have new desires. And God quickened and raised them from the dead. And He can quicken you and raise you from the dead today. Look at what He says in Romans 10. That that, that if thou shalt confess, here's what you got to do. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised Him from the dead... You shall be saved. And again, the key to that is not just believe in a historical rev- re- resurrection. you got to take it in context of the whole Bible and Scripture. And what he is saying here is it is not a historical belief. Oh, yeah, because that's what I believe for a lot of years. Well, yeah, maybe he died, buried, and rose from the dead. No, it's believing that he died, buried, rose from the dead, and he can raise me from the dead out of my trespasses, out of my sins. He can take me where I am right now, right in the hog's pen, right in the most filthy place, right in... my sins and trespasses, right in my religious stench and filth and he can, if I confess with my mouth and believe that he is Lord, if I believe that he died and he was buried and he rose again then he can raise up this wretch he can raise up this person and make me a new creation in Christ, amen and your personal sins will be forgiven and be wiped out And He will raise you out of all those things. Your dead, dry religion. Everything else. I I, I had a warning at the beginning of this message and I started not to give it. But I'm going to give it and then I'm going to get ready for an altar call. I don't know what you got, guys. But I'm I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned for so-called... Believers. We're in spirits in apostasy like we've never seen before. There are people not in this room. There are people right now so angry at God. I mean I've never seen the arrogance of mankind. I've never seen such arrogance in all my life that I can sin. I can be flippant in my sin and he ought to give me a pass because he doesn't know my hurt. And how dare him make me hurt? And I'm warning you. I'm warning you. I want to read this scripture. God gave me this beforehand. I said, oh God, I can't do this on Easter. I got to make... it. People got to leave out of... Here. John 6 and 66. From that time, many of his, many of his disciples... No, I'm looking Many of the... The masses, the lost people, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then said Jesus to the twelve, and I say this to you at Brookside Church of God. Will you go also? If you're going to go, go. Go now. Quit playing this game. Stop, because I'm going to tell you what, the game you're playing and you're flirting with God and you got one foot in and one foot out and you're trying to decide if I'm going to go all the way in. Guess what? You're not going in. Because I'm watching, I've watched it for two years with COVID and it's making me sick as a shepherd and a pastor. My hair is turning gray because we got people that used to go to this church and you're so bitter and you're so hurt and you're so mad at God now. And you're apostatized. And there's people in this room, you're in, you're in danger. You're one foot away. You're one foot away from turning back from God. You're one foot away from throwing it all away and saying, if this, is, if this is this God, His sayings are too hard. If that's what He's asking me to do, I don't want Him. And I want to say lovingly, you are about to throw away the greatest gift to mankind in all the world. You are about to forfeit your own salvation for a bowl of soup, for a trinket, for a pleasure. Because you can't understand that the God, that 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 we chose sin, and we chose chose to let Satan come in, and now we're living in a hellhole and a cesspool, and you want to blame God? And you're mad because He your job got laid off? If you will sell out God for a job. Then we got you're not you. I'm not trying to. I'm not against you. You're not going to make it. If you will leave God for a job, then He's not Lord. You're mad because your wife died, James. If you would leave God because of 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 a wife dying, then she was God and He wasn't. Folks, this is about Him. See, He's the great one. He's the great one. He's the one doing us the favor. We don't deserve another sunset. You think you deserve a flower to come up every morning? We're sinful do you think we rejected God you think you deserve a sunset that he lets come up every day and lets come down on the just and the unjust you think you deserve to have to not do anything but go outside and plant a seed in the ground and the miracle of God lets something be grown in a field that we can eat and go in and we don't have to just eat the same thing every day I man I, mean, I can have a ribeye one day and I can have this the next day do you, do you think that a God who would do that for somebody that would hang him on a pole that that God is a bad dude he is the most loving God you could ever imagine on the face of the earth and while you were still a sinner and a rat and a rotten to the core he died for you so don't sit here and tell me he's not a good God because you lost somebody or because you're disappointed in him get over yourself and serve the living. And, and to choose this day whom you're going to serve as for me and my house will serve the Lord. I hope you're like this. And I'm not trying to be mean. And I'm not trying to be. Well, you don't know what I've gone through. Look, we've all gone through stuff. And I got news. If you stay on this earth just a little bit longer, it's going to get far more difficult. But you've got a God that loves you and did something about it. He he was pulverized. He took your sin. A God who's never felt hates evil, hates sickness, hates wickedness, wrapped himself in us and allowed God to punish him so you could live. You're rejecting him. He's not rejecting you. Look at what he says. I hope you'll be like Peter. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then said Jesus to the twelve, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. We believe and are sure You know why I can endure things in this earth right now that I don't understand, and that his pay grade is far above mine, and that why I don't understand why an all wise God allows certain things that are going on right now. Look, my flesh doesn't like him either, but you know why I can deal with it? Because I am sure, I am certain that He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I know what He paid for for me. I know what He forgave me of. And I know that He is all-wise and he has, he has nothing but good for Brad Lindsay. So if He allows something to go on or some suffering, I know He's going to bring me through and He's already showed me with the eye of the Spirit the, what is to come. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor either entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love Him and He loves man. I can tell you the present sufferings of this world are not compared to be, they are not to be compared with the glory that is going to be revealed for us in Christ. I cannot, I am letting go of this world. I'm letting go of my job. I'm letting go of the people. I mean, I'm going to love the people but I'm holding everything loosely and lightly. They can have the retirement plan. They can have the cars. They can have the houses. They can have every the promotions. They can have this this pulpit they can have this ministry they can have this church i'm here to tell you give me jesus give me jesus give me the resurrected christ i want to live eternally with him father in the name of jesus you are wonderful and you are great and father there are people that i see they are growing so cold their zeal for god is almost kneel the, em- the needle is on empty. And these are people who have been in church. There is such bitterness creeping in to people's souls. There is no joy. There is nothing but deadness on the inside. When we are to have... The resurrection life of Jesus bursting forth out of us. When I read the book of Acts, even in persecution, when I go and look at the believers in China, when I see them in Pakistan, when I see them in Syria, when I see and read about my brothers and sisters in chains around the world, and I see resurrection life bursting out of them. And then I see in the Western nations of the world, I see a gospel that has been peddled and preached of, of, of prosperity and foolishness. And Lord, we are so miserable, we are so dead. It it, it, it has killed us. It has, brought, it has brought death inside of us rather than the true life of Jesus Christ. And God, we repent of this and we say come with your resurrection life. Come with your real salvation. Come with your real, your, your real gospel out of, in this nation now and raise us up. Bury us with Jesus in our trespasses and in our sins and raise us up in newness of life to come out from under the dominion of those things and to walk free. And to be a free man. And to have the joy of the Lord. And to stop playing games in the house of God. With the things of God. God, if, there are, if we're in this room. Lord, and it's me too. If we're in this room and we no longer hunger for your word. Like we could take it or leave it. We really don't care. Or we never even started picking it up. We are sick inside. Something's wrong. If we never have... Uh, I'm not talking about missing a day. I'm not talking about being religious. I've religious myself to death to where I killed myself with reading and praying. But God, there, if there is not a desire... For the things of God. If we no longer desire to come to this house. If we no longer desire to meet with the family of God. If we no longer desire to meet with the people of God. If we are more comfortable with the people outside of these walls. And the the, the world than we are with the people of God. There is something now that is wrong inside the temple. And so Father cleanse the temple. Even you had to come in. And turn the money changers over. And cleanse the temple. And so God, start with us. And create in us a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within us. And God, fill us with your Holy Spirit and your life and your power. And raise us up to be your witnesses of the resurrection so that my children will continue to believe, not just a historical story, but they will see it and experience it and their children and the other children and people at my work and everywhere, God, will go out broadcasting, He's alive. He's alive. It's real. He lives in me. Oh, I know He lives in you because I knew what you were. You were a scoundrel. And now look at you. There's something that's changed in you. And it's God. And so Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, if there's one in this room that doesn't know you, God, if there's one in this room, God, that their heart is about to flicker out, God, you promised in your Word that a bruised reed, God, you wouldn't allow to be broken. And a smoking flax, you wouldn't be allowed to be put out. So come with the Spirit of the living God today and just blow blow on us. And Lord, just, just straighten us up. And Lord, just help us today, God. Help us to live for You, God. And help us to serve You all the days of our life. We're going to play a song, and here's what we're going to do. Here's my, my altar call for You. is To every backslider, <clears throat> it's a wonderful time today to restore communion with Christ. To those who have grown cold toward the Lord, it's time to get right white hot. And let me tell you something. You can be saved and grow cold. Because the last couple years I've been fighting coldness. And coldness leads to hardness. And you need to run to God and say, Lord, keep my heart from growing cold. And those who don't know Jesus, you need to come and make Him the Lord of your life it will be the greatest decision why not today why not now today is the day of salvation not tomorrow you're not guaranteed tomorrow today is the day of salvation and so we're going to give an altar invitation and i would say we'll just do it quietly right there in your seats but here's what god says in his word if you won't confess me before men then i won't confess you before my father which is in heaven But if you will acknowledge and confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father and the angels in heaven. This is not a private faith. This is a public faith and a public testimony of what Christ can do. So we're going to play some music. We're going to worship Him. If not, thank Him for the resurrection. Thank Him that He appeared to certain witnesses and why He did and ponder on that. But if you need something from God today, And have the boldness and the courage. You don't want to wait on the music. Have the boldness and the courage. I don't care what anybody, I'll come right there with you. I'm running to the altar every day in my life. I don't care what what sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so thinks about you. And you need to quit thinking about it either. You need to come. So we're going to play some music and you need to come. And you need to, I don't care, you you, you were raised in the Baptist church, Methodist church, Church of God, you spoke with, I don't care what you did. If your glove has grown cold, you need to come. If you don't know Jesus, if you're uncertain, whether you're right with God, you need to come. If you just want to recommit and renew your relationship with God, you ought to do that every day of your life, then you ought to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just come and say, God, I want the resurrected Christ living in me. I want the resurrected Christ living in me. Well, I, well, I, sh- I, I went down at 13 and made my confession of faith. Well, you need to do it again because I, 13 was a long time ago. Are you living for Him now? Are you serving Him now? Are you red hot for Him now? Or did you just punch a ticket and let it go since 13? Are you living for Christ today? Are you burning with a desire for Jesus Christ? Are you longing for His return? Do you, do you eat, sleep, and think Jesus or other things have the place of preeminence in your life? Folks, time is short. Time is very short. Time is very 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 short. And he loves you. He's for you and he's not against you. But he will not he will not force past your pride. He will not evade your will. You have to respond to his call and his woo. It's your choice. He will not force Himself on you. If you reject Him, it'll be you rejecting your own salvation. Hallelujah. Seek Him. Seek Him, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Do a miracle in these hearts, God. Do a miracle in these lives, God. Resurrection life, resurrection power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead will quicken us, resurrect us, and we will be witnesses of this resurrection because they'll see the resurrected power in us. They'll see the change in our lives. They'll see the risen Lord living inside of us, and it'll be passed down to others and to others and to others and to others. Living epistles, living witnesses for Christ. God, take us who are dead in our trespasses and in our sins and quicken us quicken us, bury our sins with you and raise us up to be new creations, new people, new heart, new mind, new spirit. Old things passed away. God, in 94, I used to want to go to my computer and look at vile images, God. I used to want to go out and drink so much alcohol that I didn't—I I couldn't even feel anymore because I was hurting so bad inside. But oh God, when I got up the next day and put my feet on the floor, there was something inside of me and I didn't need those things anymore i didn't want those things anymore now i'm going to church now i'm moving with the people of god now i'm reading the word of god and believing it now i'm praying and spending time with you god and i'm fulfilled in those things oh god it's the best thing it's the best thing it's the best thing ever hallelujah and for those who think well i'm too far gone no you're not I'm too far gone. I'm too far beyond the reach of God. Or i got to get a few things right. I'm going to go out of here, Brother Brad. I heard you. I'm going to get a few things right and I'll come back next week. That's not how Christianity works. God says, I know what you are. Come to me like you are. I don't care. Come to me like you are. I've dealt with that. I've done, I've done that. You can't do it. Ask me for my life. I'll give you my power. I'll resurrect you. I'll change you from the inside. You can't, but I can. Guess what? I've failed him a hundred times since I was born again. And guess what? He has forgiven me every time. And he's, and he's changed me. And he's making me overcomer through that. And so he'll do it for you, folks